the Jock and Journo show for another week. I'm Jay Clark, and it's going to be a high drama episode, I think, because, uh, well, the captain of Collingwood, Scotty Penderbury, the five-time best and fairest winner, six-time All-Australian winner, was involved in a few moments of madness pre-bounce, and we're going to get to the bottom of that because I was at the Triple M studio and I heard Tanya Armstrong say, uh, I think there's going to be a late out for Collingwood. There's a player who's in trouble. And I thought, don't be Pendlebury, don't be Pendlebury, don't be Pendlebury. <laughs> it's Scott Pendlebury, she said. I'm like, oh, no. Uh, as I say hello uh, to the skip of the Collingwood Football Club. Uh, Scotty, how are you, mate? Not ideal, mate? Yeah, it wasn't um, wasn't ideal. Sort of a, a very late pullout before the game. And, um, yeah, and then I've – had to go get an MRI the next day, which is an interesting story in itself. Off such a drama at the MRI as well. So I was down fun field 12 hours for me. <laughs> we know you do get a little bit claustrophobic <laughs> and jumpy at times in small spaces. So I'm interested to know what happened good. there. We're gonna get to, we're gonna get to that in a second. As we say hello to the man who I think is wearing a Hawaiian shirt tonight. Uh, I'm not sure. How are you at Tech Wizard Braden Cox? Yeah, good, thanks. I th- you just gotta try around the house. I think Mrs. Clark might might appreciate if you do the same every now and then. Uh, Jay. But, but I will say we can never not do the podcast again. So we, do, we don't do the podcast for one week. Scott's injured. Collingwood gets yep. flogged. Uh, it's because we didn't yes. do the podcast. It's bad juju. Yeah. <laughs> Jay didn't send me the usual um, pregame text message wishing me good luck. No. There's a few things. There was a few things that just wrong in my prep. Yeah. Yeah. Normally just a, just a, a little animal emoji of uh, summer kind. I didn't send you that last week. That's right. That is. That did throw the, the universe out a little bit. And by the way, Coco, I don't own any Hawaiian shirts. So none in my cupboard. And I think that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing. Right up your Looks good, Mark's good. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I, can't, I can't fit into anything uh, all last summer anyway. Hey, Scotty, um, what happened before the bounce, mate? Because you, it sounds like you, you tweaked your quad on your last kick before the game, so last kick of the warm-up, how many minutes did it take you to decide to pull out? How, what happened over those next few minutes? Yeah, it was a, it was a strange one. I actually um, I hurt my back during the week at our training um, in the warm-up, just where we were training, a little bit of grass sort of shifted underneath me, and I sort of tweaked my back a little bit. So I didn't actually train much all week. Um, it's probably the Load, load I've done all year. Um, did a couple of run-throughs and that was about it for the week. So I actually went out to the ground pretty early when we got to Perth and did a real thorough warm-up. And um, I come back in and said to, to Maney and Jamie Allard, I said, well, you know, I feel so good today, so fresh, ready to rock and roll. And, um, yeah, we went out, normal warm-up, led the boys out, centre bounce work. And I just had a um, last kick of the centre bounce stuff. Just felt like this, this tiny, like it's like someone, if someone pinched on the forearm, just a tiny little pinch and just sort of, so oh, it doesn't feel too right. And then just did some leg swings and sort of felt look a little bit nervy. Um, and then I yelled out to the fitness boss, how long's left before the game starts? And I was thinking maybe three or four minutes. And he said, you got seven minutes. And I just went over to him. I said, I just, I don't know. I just, it was almost like a sixth sense. Um, I just felt something wasn't right. And almost got to the point where I was like, I feel like if I have to really rip into a footy here that I might hurt something. Um, and I think once I said that to the physio as well, that, sort of the call was made pretty quickly that especially with what's coming up, the compressed fixture um, shortened season, you kind of run the risk and potentially miss six to eight, 10 to 12 weeks with an injury. So um, yeah. And then the, um, yeah, 
I was out with two minutes to go and R2 warmed up inside. And um, because I was a late withdrawal and not a part of the team, I wasn't allowed to go out onto the field and, and watch any of the games. So I had to sit in the change rooms um, by myself and sit down on a little TV and, and watch the game. So the first quarter was unreal watching. And then after that, it was um, a bit of, bit of nightmare stuff. Yeah, you got belted, let's be honest, uh, out of the middle and certainly <laughs> we down back. Absolutely ripped apart by the West Coast Eagles. They're a good side. They've clicked. They've got it back together. Now um, they're the betting favourite. They're the premiership favourite in the betting markets, which is an extraordinary turnaround in their form given how pox they were going over the first few weeks uh, of the season. How are you feeling, Scotty, when you, when you have to pull out a couple of minutes before the game? Are you gutted? Are you angry? Are you disappointed? Are you, are you empty? Are you feeling like you've let the team down or do you feel like by making that call you haven't let the team down, if you know what I mean? Uh, probably, to be honest, a bit of both. I think um, initially what went through my head was, well, just just play and kick on your right foot and just don't kick on your left, just handball and kick on your right. Um, and then a bit of, bit of two, the compressed fixture, um, if I if I've nicked something here and I play and I heard it worse, um, how long could I be out for? How much pressure is that going to put on the boys? And all that stuff goes through your head in probably ten seconds. Um, yeah. And then getting the scan and seeing that there was a small little nick there, and so it reaffirmed that we made the right call. And um, even though we didn't win the game of footy and, and things like that, I feel like I made the right decision that you know now I miss you know one or two games opposed to potentially six or eight. So um, yeah, yeah. And, Oh yeah, as I said, like it, you do feel a sense that you do let the team down because you've planned all week, everyone's ready to go, especially if you're so late. You know, I feel, I feel sorry for R two that he doesn't get the normal prep, comes in with two minutes to go, um, and yeah, and it all, you know it always stings a bit more when when we played the way we did. Good lesson for young players. You don't want to you don't want to have too many sandwiches or pies uh, <laughs> as the emergency before you go because you never know what's going to happen. You could get out. You don't want to be eating Mars bars uh, like I'd be tempted to before you get the uh, call yeah. up. Um, I read, I think, on the league website that you'd be missing a month. So how? What's the story there? How much footy are you going to miss? Do you know? You might. Not um, know. Well, I think it, it, it's thrown. I think it's thrown into a bit of chaos because of the compressed fixture. Um, yeah. Well, how many so weeks? Normally? It could be. Two two weeks. Okay. So, but that because of the fixture, I think we play Sunday, and then play Thursday, Tuesday. and then oh, Sunday. Okay. So so you could so it could potentially be two or three games. Um, yeah. That's where it's. You know, if it was a normal season, it'd be this week, the week after. And, you know, you'd be pretty close to the third week. So we just yeah, and, and then again, it, it takes into account how I'm feeling, and I've never done a soft tissue mm-hmm. before, and. Things like that, first so one. it's a little bit new for me. First one, so um, I was and I said games. to a few of the boys, I'm a little bit disappointed because it doesn't feel like much at all. So I thought there'd be a little <laughs> bit more pain or something, yeah. just a tiny little pinch, and done the damage. It's bizarre that you're kind of around those injuries for a lot of your career, and I guess it's just waiting for one to eventually happen. How do you feel that you finally got one? Is it all catching up to you? Old uh, yeah, it's, it's the, the funny one for me is I, I haven't felt it since the game. So I obviously felt a, a tiny little thing in the game. The scan showed something, but I don't know, sort of the testing I've done, there's, I can't feel anything. So obviously we've we got to treat it with caution. But um, I think, yeah, I, I, as I said before, I thought there'd be more in a soft tissue. I thought I'd be limping around for a, a week and you slowly get the build. But I've got to respect it because it is there on the scan. And um, yeah, you can. 
this this year especially you can't afford to push something you know in the hope of getting back in one game and then you're re-injured and you're out yeah. for now four or five especially with compressed fixture because as we just said before you know two weeks is sort of three or four games so you've um yeah. you've got to be smart and you know the, the boys will butter up this week and uh are expecting a, a pretty big response I was a bit disappointed, to be honest, Scott. I wanted you to play out of the goal square. Uh, just sort of <laughs> take big marks uh, all day, kick a real bag of goals or something, just kick, who was it, Darcy and Brody out, and just clear it out, just kick it to the captain for a uh, game. You, although there wasn't a whole lot of entries, to be honest. So it would have been, uh, would have been hard work. Um, mate, we'll move on a second. But what, uh, I mean, from a team perspective, it was a disappointing performance, but we can take out Jeremy Howard, Geordie Degoe, yourself. You're missing steel side bottom, of course, out of uh, your best. 22 it was always going to be difficult but now leaves you eighth i think with four and a half wins 18 points got Fremantle this week a young Fremantle you'd be expected uh to win that but you aren't as secure at the top part of the ladder uh anymore you said you mentioned the, the the condensed fixture but you've got a decent challenge because you play what was it four games in quick succession 14 days or something like that uh in in short time sydney and adelaide as well, and then Melbourne, I think, is your, is your fourth game. So it's going to be a really challenging period. And with a shortened season, 17-game season, you don't have a lot of time to stuff around. So you're under the Kyber a little bit. Yeah, well, I think I think the way the season's gone, though, I think West Coast come from, where were they, ninth into third. I think there's a massive log jam in the ladder. So you can't actually get too caught up in the ladder, you know, at round eight or round nine. You've just got to keep trying to bank as many games as you can and, so everyone had written West Coast off and they were done. They were cooked. Um, now they're the premiership so favourite, as I said before. Down. So well, I think for us, we started the game really well. And then, um, yeah, it's, it's almost like we started so well that we thought it was just going to happen. And then they gave us a real lesson in, in work rate, hardness around the footy and cleanliness around the footy. Like we, we had more inside 50s, that's the possessions, more ground ball gets. Um, but they were just so clean that, those stats were probably outliers because we had more contested possessions because we fumbled and then we had to clean it up and we fumbled again and mm. they'd pick it up in one goal and they'd be gone. And um, and then their conversion was unbelievable. You know, I think they kicked 15 goals straight and they fluffed a couple as well. So they, um, you know, they, they gave us a good old fashioned lesson and hard work, team footy and, and head over the ball stuff. So um, good lesson to get in, in round eight. And um, as I said before, we'll, we'll respond in round nine against Fremantle. Super interesting battle in the ruck. It's Nick Natanui. Looks like he's back to his best. Uh, Elliot Yo, who's got off his uh, tribunal charge. Tim Kelly, uh, Luke Shuey. We know it's a formidable midfield, and we think the whips are going to be well and truly cracking if they can continue to win games at home and then uh, be good to go at the uh, back end of the season. Who does it fit? Just take yourselves out of it for a second, Scott. Who do you feel like is the team to beat? And I know you don't get caught up in the week-to-week too much of it, but who's the most formidable side you've seen or you've played against so far? Who's who's in the pole position in 2020? The two most consistent sides seems to be Brisbane and consistently have played pretty well. I don't know we knocked Geelong off last week, but um, you know, watching them, they seem like they've got their stuff sorted. They're, they're pretty organised and, and they play the game the same way most weeks. And I think Brisbane as well, they – you sort of know what you're going to get when, you, when you're watching Brisbane. So obviously West Coast have taken a, a massive jump forward since they've been home and they look pretty invincible on the weekend. So, you know, those, those sort of three sides spring to mind now, but um, as we've seen the last, um, you know, it's, it's about timing you run a bit as well. And Richmond have you yeah. know, given sides a, a pretty good lesson in that in the, in the last few years. 
Jay, do you reckon us on the East Coast probably owe West Coast a bit of an apology? I just feel like we went really hard on them when they came over to the hub and we labelled them silks and, and gave them everything. And then, you know, Victorian teams went out into their hubs and we felt empathy and we felt sorry for them and we gave them the benefit of the doubt and, oh, it must be hard. But we didn't have that same uh, feeling towards West Coast when they were, when they were voicing concerns. Oh, look, um, oh, I think they just didn't play well. Um, I think we had empathy for their situation up in the hub. I mean, I've certainly talked about it enough. I felt like we talked about it a lot, um, to be honest. I think we were just expecting with that midfield for them to be pretty dominant uh, from the get-go. And they didn't have the intensity um, there from the start. So I think we were harsh on their on-field performance and and that's that's lifted. So, I mean, uh, Sooks, I don't know about that. I think that's maybe a bit strong. But I, I certainly feel like we talked about the challenges of the hub ad nauseum. So I, fe- I felt like that was sort of um, painted, that picture was painted pretty accurately. But you're right, now that they're back home, certainly it looks like they're hitting third and fourth gear uh, pretty quickly. Scotty, we're going to get to your MRI story in a minute because <laughs> oh, I'm just picturing you <laughs> just freaking out in some small area or something. It's, I'm sure it's going to be amusing. But you're a free man. I can't see you panicking. It just doesn't. I don't see it, but he does when he enters <laughs> the medical. I'll give you. I'll give you the story, and you'll you'll understand. Areas. <laughs> yeah. In once it get to that in a second. Firstly, how does it feel to be a free man? I'm not sure if you've seen the Shawshank Redemption, but you know when Andy Dufresne like sort of tunnels his way through like 15 k's of sewer or something, and then he gets out and he rips his shirt off, and it's raining, and he's a free man. We did you feel a bit like that when you finally let out of two weeks of quarantine? Yeah, well, uh, well, Monday morning over here, I woke up at six in the morning and just went for a walk on the street um, for for <laughs> half an hour and just got a coffee. I'm um, seeing people, spoke to the barista because um, because where we were at Jundalup, we weren't allowed to be in contact with any of the staff. So they would like the dining room would be shut. They'd serve all the meals and then they'd go away. That's so you right. couldn't see like in the the lady or man who made my coffee for two weeks. I never seen. Um, so it's great to see. More, and the other the other benefit at the moment too that we've out of getting out of quarantine is you can get away from the group of guys because we hung around so for fourteen days that now if you need a break you, yeah. you know there's there's cars we've got yeah. cars here that you can go for a drive down to Kings Park or whatever you want yeah. to do so it's, it has been nice to reclaim some of that freedom. Have you and Maney just mm. been going out going to the beach up the coast little mandates? We've, we've been ha- we've been hanging out, mate. We've been hanging out. That's a nice place, Perth. I'm, I'm glad that you're uh, enjoying it uh, with your uh, full freedom. Now, what happened, mate? What happened with the MRI? You felt the tweak. You didn't play the game. You got belted by 10 goals. And then um, you go and get the checkup and pick it up from there. Well, it, it starts um, – so once I realized I pulled out, the doc was like, we'll get an MRI tomorrow. And I hate, it's my most hated thing of football is MRI. I had a bad incident probably seven years ago where one um, sort of half broke while I was in the MRI and it scarred me ever since. So, um, so I've got to get, so I've got to get. Paint the picture. What do you talk, what is the MRI? Yeah, what's an MRI? Explain, explain. So it's, it's, um, well, I won't explain it in a great light because I hate it. Um, I don't know. Just imagine like a big, uh, Oh no! It's like a bed. It's like a bed, right? So you go, yeah, you slide in on the like circle, yeah. and there's and there's probably between your eyes and the roof, there's ten centimeters, 
10 yeah. cents. You lock in a big, you know, those little things that like playgroup, those kids, those circle drum things where kids crawl through and it's like a circle snake thing. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Like a little tunnel. It's yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. So it's an enclosed little tunnel yeah. and you're very tight. You can't move your arms. Um, you basically have to stay still, <laughs> sort of like a coffin. Yeah, great. Pretty, pretty much, except for you can see out the bottom and top of it. Oh, nice. Um, so we get there, and I'm with the doctor who I asked if he had any tablets beforehand to help me relax before we oh, got there. Boy. He thought I was joking, so that didn't start yeah. well. Because when we got there and I asked for one, because I said, because I was with I was with Cal Brown who was getting his ankle ankle scan. Um, yeah. So I've gone in. Um, Cal's finished. Said to the guy, I hate MRIs. I tick the box for, um, I get claustrophobic. So make sure that he, I knew that he's seen that I tick the box. And he go, I said, how long will it scan take? Hoping seven, eight minutes. He goes, oh, you'll be in there for roughly half an hour. So heart rate 130. Um, <laughs> yes. And then I said, said to him, I said to him, well, because it's my quad, do I just go in feet first and my head's out? And he goes, well, actually for today's one, you have to go in head first. No, oh, good. No, and I just good. said, like, nah. Like, I said to him, mate, like, I can't do it. Like, I'm shocking. And he's like, well, and I was like, turn turn the fan on, turn a fan on, and, and can you play some loud music for me? Um, and back and forth, trying to get comfortable. Like, I put a pillow behind your head, so I threw the pillow away because I don't want to be close to the roof at all. <laughs> yeah. So I'm giving yeah. myself maximum space. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, they're right. so I'm ready to go. They slide me through the MRI. So I've shut, I've shut my yeah. eyes, completely shut. Yeah. So don't open your eyes. In my head, I'm going, don't open your eyes, don't open your eyes, don't open your eyes. If you need the emergency yeah. buzzer, squeeze yeah. it, we'll get you out straight away. So anyway, they got me into the position to start and my eyes were probably two centimeters out the top so I could actually see the roof and I had some space. So my yeah. head's slightly out the tunnel type thing. And yeah. Yeah. So how are you feeling? And I said, oh, I'm not feeling good, but let's just do the first first one. How long does the first one go for? It goes for three minutes. There's a guy and a girl doing it. It goes for three minutes. I'll talk to you the whole time. If you talk, we can we can hear you. So I said, okay, okay. I was like, let's, well, let's start. And so shut my eyes, had my hand on the buzzer. Um, heart rate's 165 at this stage, I reckon. No way. And so shut my eyes. I haven't been 165 for about two years. <laughs> I had my hand on the buzzer like – I reckon I was squeezing it without squeezing it. That's how firmly I'd grabbed it. Yeah. Shut my eyes and I was just telling myself, like, breathe in your nose, out your mouth, long, slow breaths, control yourself. Yeah. Like, yeah. so I'm freaking out. So scan's going and in my head I'm going, press the buzzer, press the buzzer, press the buzzer, press the buzzer, press the buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so then I start wriggling my hands, wriggling my arms. and You've got you to stay really still. And the lady's like, excuse yeah. me, Scott, just try and hold still. I know it's not nice to oh, just no. keep still. And, yeah. and then I've opened my eyes and I'm in. I had to move in. I didn't want to open my eyes. And then she's like, two and a half minutes in, 30 seconds left of the scan. And she, yeah. we could, she could hear me. And I was like, well, I'm like, after this three minutes, I'm done. Get me out. She's like, you'll be fine. And then anyway, for some reason, we lost communication. She couldn't hear me. And I was like, can you hear me? <laughs> no. Nothing come back. I was like, can you hear me? Yeah. Nothing come back. And then when the scan stops, all the noise stops. It just goes dead silent. And I just yeah. squeeze the buzz as hard as I could. And then <laughs> the guy come in, he's like, you're all right, mate. Are you all right? And I say, get me the out of here now. <laughs> slide, sliding me to the other end. Because you got you got you wear like this stuff over your body just to help keep your legs and that still. I just slid all the way to the other end, took it all off. Yeah. 
unhooked myself, yeah. just yeah. walked straight out of the room. Done. I walked out to the so, doctor and Cal yeah. Brown. So I, I, so I lasted three minutes. Yeah, cool. Oh, yeah. What, so yeah. then went out, doc, the doctors come in and his, our club doctor's like, Scott, you, we need to get you back in there because we haven't got enough information of what's going on. I said, well, I'm not doing it, mate. Like, I'm not doing it. Like, Give me something to relax me or I'm not doing it. Yeah. I said, well, can Cal Brown come in? And Cal yeah. thought I was joking. And yeah. they're like, oh, look, he can come in, but he can't have his phone. So they, we compromised. So I went in feet first the next time. Yeah. And I made Cal Brown sit as close as possible to me as he could and at my eye level. So I lasted. So the next time I went in, so I went back in. <laughs> That's and I'm like, they're like, you do two three-minute efforts. Yeah. So I went in and Cal Brown's like, you'll be fine, mate. I was like, Cal, I know, but I'm scared. <laughs> and he's like, he was, he was laughing. He was laughing his head off at me. And I was like, you can laugh, do whatever you want, but I just need to see you. So I started the scan and Cal was like, not sitting and sit. So I like made him move. And he's like, basically sitting right next to me, like, Think about yeah. if you're on in hospital on bed, like where they sit, like right next to you. And I just stared through him for six minutes, and he's like, he's like, he got out, and he's like, I couldn't believe it. He's like, he's like, you weren't even in the room. He's like, you, you look like a ghost. You were white. As soon as that six minutes was up, I was out of there, gone. They got what they needed to get done. And Cal, I said, Cal, I thanked him afterwards. It's like, mate, that, it's like I am petrified at that thing. And so me and Cal are pretty yeah. tight at the moment. That's worse than the injury from not having to get the MRI. What's the idea behind Cal sitting there? Is it if you get in trouble, he I can think pull just, you out or? I don't know. I just felt my heart rate was still probably 130 the second time with Cal in there. Yeah. But I just felt safe for some reason with him sitting right there. Like I'm talking like he was 20 centimeters away from your face. He probably, it's almost like your first kiss. Cal probably felt really awkward the whole time, but he helped me survive. So I don't remember so being. I, 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 I owe Cal big time. I don't know. He saved me. The not being able to talk, the sweating, the going white. Yeah, yeah. it's very first kissy. Yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually bizarre because I, I've heard you say before that like if you got an injury on the field, like you wouldn't take anything for that. Like you wouldn't take anything mm. to ease the pain or anything, but. Going yeah. into MRI, you, you fully dose me up. Mm. <laughs> Mate, my, my ideal MRI scan would be go to sleep. Someone give me a needle, put me to sleep, then I can get the scan. Jeez. That would be amusing if you ever had a general anesthetic <laughs> for a thigh scan. <laughs> uh, be... So going to water parks, water slides, that's out? Are you no, nah, that's fine. Because everything, I'm, or? No, nah, because I'm, I'm moving. As long as I'm moving, I'm fine. All uh, right. Right. It's the whole still feel point? like you're in a coffin, can't move. Yeah. I, I do like saunas, all that sort of stuff. Fine. So you're a no-tuck um, kind of guy in the hotel bed situation. You go no-tuck. Yeah, sheets straight off, everything. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. But look, I'm not scared of heights or anything, blah, blah, blah. Like Cal Brown's petrified of heights, so I'm going to take him skydiving. What, what about so cuddling? Got... How do you feel about how do you feel about cuddling? Are you a cuddler? Like do you do you <laughs> want someone sort of forever? We're doing not really. You say, yeah, get away from me. I need my space. No little, no little yeah, no. I need my space. <laughs> need my space. <laughs> so oh, now I'm super curious about the first time. Well, I want you to go on an MRI for half an hour. Oh, we don't do physical activity. 
I've, I've had some. I have. I had some scans in my, on my knees. I find that the noise, like it is so loud. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, no. I, you know, some you, get, you have the headphones, and I just find like the um, repeat loud noises. Um, yeah, yeah, it freaks you out. Like it, it, yeah, it could be a bit quieter, preferably. Um, yeah, but I'm not about to stare at a teammate and want to hold their hand. And get a, and a, and a muscle relaxant. It would be good to get uh, Cal's first-hand experience of it. Get him on the podcast. I think we need to talk to Cal about this. Yes, we definitely need to share his experience. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll get him on next week. Uh, yeah, if he yeah. talks to you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not sure I had some stuff prepared, but I'm not sure where we go from here. Yeah. Um, actually, your back. Tell us quickly about your back. So you've had back trouble, and then you said you tweaked your back um, in the week in the week leading up to it, the training or whatever, and you had um, some yep. white duties. Yeah. So is that all cool now? Yep. Are, we, are you sorted there? Or? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, backs the, the day before the game and game day is, is probably sort of the best I reckon I've felt yeah. oh, in a couple of weeks. Like, just felt free everywhere. So, yeah, I, I've, I've tweaked my back many times. It's just one of those ones where you tweak it. It was always a non-issue for the game. But, yeah, then unfortunately the quad. So, um, yeah, sort of my situation now is a little bit of rehab stuff and then doing a fair bit with the with the midfield Um you know, as soon as any time I've sort of had an injury, I sort of look at it as a little bit of an opportunity to um, do a little bit of coaching and um, get your yeah, work out. with get the clipboard out, work with halves, and um, just try and help any of the midfield guys um, in our in our team any way I can. Now you get to see your family soon, Scott. That must hey. be um, sunshine at the end of the or the light at the end of the uh, tunnel for you. When does uh, that happen? And can you explain um, how that works? So you prob- that's probably not until you fly east again. Yeah, so I think uh, we we play Sunday and then we Monday we head to the Sunshine Coast. Um, so I'll reunite with the family there. So I've um, had about a gutful of FaceTime. Um, trying to talk to a three-year-old on FaceTime isn't isn't the most easy thing going around. So um, yeah, but talking to them yeah, face sort of, to face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, very much looking forward to it. I can't believe um, how quiet life is without kids, um, the chaos that they bring into your life and the excitement, enjoyment, all that, all that sort of stuff. So looking forward to reuniting, I think, for, for Al and all the partners at the moment in, in Queensland, for them as well, they can see sort of light at the end of the tunnel, sort of four or five days to go before their, their partners are back. So, yeah, we're all, mm. all pretty glad. So let's talk about those brownie points for a second because I know Alex is a big fan of the podcast and she'll be listening to this. So she's had uh, the two – in quarantine for the past two weeks, basically in the hotel room. So how far deep in it are you? Um, what are you going to have to do? Uh, sort of, are we talking like lots of back massages? Are we sort of talking about like sort of, you know, trip away with the girls or how are you going to get these? How are you going to even up this? You've got a lot of catching up to do. Yeah. yeah. Deep. Well, she had two weeks of lockdown in Melbourne into two weeks of quarantine. So there's – I did a – the first two weeks in Melbourne, I did a, a big wine drop-off for her. So – she got a, yeah. a good box of wine and so I thought that was a, yeah. a nice gesture but then two days later she was gone so all the wines are still at home uh, so that didn't go far. Uh, yeah, um, yeah it's, it's fair to say that I reckon I'll have two kids for a couple of days when I arrive. Yeah. They might get thrown at the bus when, when I rock up but um, yeah, mm. I think I think she'll just appreciate having me back and being able to do a little bit of her own stuff and, you know, if Darcy's having a sleep, me and Jax are out, she can go for a walk, go to the gym, do all that sort of stuff, all the partners in the AFL, all the players umpires, staff, whatever, we appreciate all the all the sacrifices that the, the partners are making because um, yeah, there's so many people doing a lot of extraordinary things to keep the game going and we, we appreciate the, those parts of it. 
Nice little tidy up there now. But the AFL has said these wags are going to be careful. They can't go to movie world. You got to. You can't do the big shopping tours. You got to, you know, stay local or something. So just be careful. So you know, don't get too don't get too crazy in your shopping set. We, we won't leave the hub, mate. We won't leave the hub. Yeah. Yeah. Watch. Good, good, We're good. always watching. Stay behind good. the fence. Um, now, yeah, <laughs> Big Alice, brother. Exactly. <laughs> Alistair Clarkson, we're going to wrap this up soon. Um, Alistair Clarkson got in trouble this week. He oh. said Tommy Patley, milk-free kicks. The AFL got a bit grumpy. Send him a plate. Please explain. He sort of apologized. He sort of half apologized um, without really apologizing. Um for it, and the AFL has told all clubs and coaches to, to um, be on their best behaviour in regards to umpire criticism. Oh, let's let's um, let's make this one of your teammates, so you can't get into any trouble here. But which of your teammates do you feel like milks the free kicks the most? Who is a good milker of free kicks um, in your team? Because I, I reckon um, Johnny Ralph would milk a good free kick. He's a, he's a teammate of mine. I think he would go down easily. I think he'd be over dramatic <laughs> if he if he caught the if caught the high knock. I think that's happened a couple of times in our soccer games before. He goes down pretty easily. So I'm going to nominate Ralphie, which with you, none of your opposition players, but who of your teammates do you think is, can be a bit theatrical at times in the in the military um, kick discussion? Yeah, I think I think I, I we just spoke about him before. Cal has been extraordinary for me in the last 48 hours. So yes. I'll acknowledge that at yes. the start. Um, but they're very good at drawing free kicks. There's it's probably a difference, yes. but they're very, very good at drawing free kicks. So high tackles you in the backs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just being able to manipulate tackles well within the rules. But I, I, yep. in terms of milking, no one really springs to mind at, at my side where I see diving or anything like that. And obviously there's players in the league who, who do that sort of stuff, but no one – I can't think of anyone yep. anyway at Collingwood that springs to mind. Yep. I think, geez, he's a repeat offender. Yeah, actually, there's nothing yeah. that sticks out. I think Tommy Papley is one of the most watchable players in the game Love at the moment. These small yeah. forwards are running right. Charlie Cameron as well. Um, oh, I think it's great how uh, Paps has, has has played this year. Given the tumult, the trade situation with Carlton last year, it would be unsettling, or it would be an interesting way to have to start the year off the back of something like that. But he's been absolutely um, on fire. I want to get you, your do you tips think it was for, a free kick? Go, the the bump on Papley. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Frawley yeah. came in too hard. Yeah. yeah. He definitely he, he went a bit over uh chipper. The one on, um, the one on Murph. I just think that was oh, stupid that, by Pittard. That was yeah, he's got to be carried away. Yeah. Yeah. But Shouldn't I've done the same <clears throat> on a C grade social basketball. We all get fired up uh, at times. So that that that's that sort of stuff happens when you get a bit of white white flavour. <laughs> hey, two really interesting games this weekend. Uh, Western Bulldogs, uh, Richmond is an absolute corker. Quick tip there. And also also North Melbourne, Adelaide. It's at the bottom end of the ladder. Two teams of absolutely belly. Who who do you think wins those two games? Because they're intriguing. Uh, I'll go I'll go Western Bulldogs. I think they've been a lot more consistent in the last month. I know they had a bit of a down game a couple of weeks ago, but um, mm. I think their ball movement and the way they can move the ball from back half to front half and I think Floston's a very important out for Richmond. So he's very underrated, but I think he's um, yep. a big out for them. And then uh, I think I think North Melbourne will will get over Adelaide. Um, but yeah, the I think both those sides, I think both those sides have actually started to turn the corner a little bit in their last, last week. And Adelaide actually played a lot more. I heard Nick's talk about you know sort of more on brand style footy they want to play. So um, and and North mm-hmm. Melbourne. You know, were started off slowly and fought back really well, and probably should have won that game against the Blues. So I like it. I think 
uh, Richmond. I thought Richmond should have beaten GWS. I thought the Giants were lucky to get away with that win. I got question marks over the Giants. I thought Richmond, pretty solid performance, just didn't execute in the forward half as well. I think they should have won that. I think they'll get over the Bulldogs. North Adelaide, I am absolutely intrigued. I wonder whether Adelaide might rock. I think North, with some of their injuries, etc. Um, couple of a big question mark over their list management. I think they got twenty odd players out of contract. I think they're going to make a huge amount of moves at the end of the year. It's going to be so interesting. I think Adelaide um, might get up there in in a bit of an upset. Now we like to finish on a positive note. Um, our three vote segment Absolutely. is always very popular and, and high rating. I want to start with Christian Petrarca. I've been on him forever. I said it was my smoky for my Brownlow medal tip and he's been absolutely carving it up. They lost, of course, to Brisbane at the weekend, Melbourne, but uh, he is absolutely throttling this season. He looks like one of the best midfielders in the competition. We're seeing this number two draft pick absolutely blossom in uh, 2020 and uh, I just take my hat off to him because he's, there's been a fair bit of criticism. Would he reach his potential, blah, 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 but he's, he's playing consistently. Scotty, he's playing consistently. And that gap between your man, Geordie, and my man, Christian, I feel like he's really closing this season. Boys, who gets your three votes? Yeah, my my three is actually goal kicking, and it happened against us. But um, tip the hat to West Coast because we always hear about um, poor goal kicking performances, but 18-2 and 15 straight from set shots is um, it's putting the putting it all on the scoreboard, which you want to do, and you can see how quickly the margin blows out when you kick kick straight. So. Um, I tip my hat to West Coast, unfortunately, for the clinic they put on in front of the big sticks. Uh, and I'll go back go. a little because we missed out on the two weeks, but just Kenny Hinckley and his reaction to the Robbie Gray goal after the siren and yeah, the, good. the week before he was in the huddle and just, you know, I like to see coaches wear their heart in their sleeve and just get up and about and around the team. I, I never liked the coach just sitting at the back of the of the uh, song after the game. Get them in; they're a part of the team. Like, yep. So, uh, yeah, I really like Kenny Hinckley's attitude towards the whole thing, and uh, yeah, well done. Bit of emotion. My yeah. favorite coaching highlight was when Clarko punched the wall. That's going to be hard to beat. I that was an absolute. Uh, Beauty, Coco, are we doing questions this week, mate, or uh, we are we saving not, them till next week? I did not put it out there, but uh, next week. Next week. Or because we're, we're, yep. we're not going to miss another one because who knows what will happen. I mean, we might yeah. miss another one. <laughs> yeah. All right, Scotty, enjoy the. Um, Enjoy the coaching challenge this week. I'm sure you are going to absolutely annoy the heck out of Nathan Buckley over the next uh, six days with your tips and tactics and strategies. So that will be uh, that will be uh, interesting. That'd be a nice little dynamic, I think, over the next few days. For you. Terrific MRI story. Um, go and enjoy Perth, mate. Go out, get your skinny latte. Go for a walk through Kings Park. It's absolutely beautiful through there. Coco, you keep sticking with those Hawaiian shirts, mate, because it grew on me throughout the throughout this episode. By the end of it, I think I actually yeah, are. Just put in a bit of effort around the house, Jack. That's my tip. Uh, all right, Scotty. Great uh, tale earlier before. This has been a mighty fine edition of the Jock and Journo Show. Thanks for joining us once again. We will catch you next week. Bye for now. Thanks, boys.